0: Welcome to the Four Wards Podcast. <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Eric Bra, voice of Draven,
1: Jerks, and Velkaz. And you're listening to the Four Wards Podcast, here to help you move forward and lead.
0: Hello, and welcome to episode 403 of the Four Wards podcast. I'm your host, as usual, I'm Jack Soman, and I've got with me three other wards to help you move forward in League of Legends. Of course, we have Crush You. Gods. Music, it is good. Just go watch it. It is good. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and that was Slushy Otter, of course.
1: Hi!
0: And last but certainly not least... Free Shooter is here blowing off his D&D friends so he can podcast with us.
2: Yay, I'm here. Hello. It's okay. They Hopefully, don't none to the of them listen to the show and
0: know that <laughs> this is happening.
2: Oh, no. I told them why I'm doing it. I just said we were shorthanded. So, you okay. know.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. All right, guys. We are the Four Wards podcast. We are part of the Trinity Force Network. If you head on over to trinityforcenetwork.com, You'll find links to all of our past episodes and all of the other shows on the network, such as the Trinity Force podcast or the League Rundown. You'll also find the link to our Discord. Come join the Discord. Come hang out. Come play games. It's a great time. Now, of course, if you want to support the network, head on over to patreon.com slash Network. $5 will get you first dibs on any playing tournaments. You'll get an email ahead of everyone else with information on how to sign up. And we can be found streaming on uh, Twitch mostly. I can be found at twitch.tv slash Jack crushes at twitch.tv slash crush you, free shooters at twitch.tv slash free e shooter. That's right. There are three E's in free. And Slushy can be found at twitch.tv slash slushy otter and on TikTok at slushy otter. Uh
1: if you watch today's video, um I can't be held liable for anyone who turns into an otter.
0: <laughs> I- I'm pretty sure you can. It's no, I <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't.
1: No, right. I can't.
0: right, have to find the... Never mind. Guys, last but not least, we need more questions. We always need more questions. It's still true. We need more questions. Send your questions to 4 at TrinityForcePodcast.com so we can answer them on the show. We're too stupid to think of topics for ourselves, so when it's not a patch week, if we don't have questions, bad things happen. Please, fourwards at TrinityForcePodcast.com Ask us shit so we can answer it on the show.
1: I'm, I'm going to rephrase that for Jax. They're too stupid. The guys are too stupid to come up with topics on their own. So when you guys don't send in questions, they let me come up with them. That's not a good time for you guys.
0: I mean, I'm pretty sure my statement was accurate.
1: <laughs> but I come up with fun topics.
0: <laughs> yeah. Chaos Gremlin gonna Chaos Gremlin. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> guys.
0: Patch 1320 is hitting tomorrow morning as we record this. Uh, It'll be live by the time you guys hear this in podcast form. And this is a big patch. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of changes in here. We are not going to be touching on all of them. As usual, strongly recommend, Control-F, any of your champions that you play, Control-F, any items that your champions build to see specifics just in case if we didn't cover it. Before we actually like, get into the patch notes, I just want to highlight Jax got a visual update, and apparently because I own PAX Jax, so I'm getting a free skin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, there are definitely some bigger changes that we aren't going over, so if you play Belveth or Akshan, may- maybe go read through it.
0: Yeah, just, just give it a look. Alright, who wants to kick us off?
1: Hey,
3: Alright, I'll start it then. <laughs> so, um, I chose to suffer because one of the things that they changed, I think the biggest single change of the patch, uh, single change, I'll say, I'll go with single change, because there's a group of changes that's more important. But anyway, single change is they changed Kassante. They, <laughs> the thing just says all abilities adjusted, but, um, they touched everything, right? Nope, not his E. Okay, so he touches Q, W, passive, and ultimate, um, along with his base stats. um, uh, Base stats health dropped by 40, health growth went up by 7, armor growth went up by 0.5, so he's a little weaker earlier, a little stronger later. Um, his passive changed from having a bunch of extra stuff on it. It used to have 35% and then had a ratio based on his bonus magic resistance and armor. Now it's just 35% for his all-out bonus damage. Like, he doesn't get extra damage from having resistances. Um, his Q. Uh... (laughs) You cannot flash during casting of the third Q. Uh, you—it's that they had updated that the changes
0: specifically because of high skill play. Yeah, I could,
1: hate when they do that though. They did yeah. that with Galio. They did that here, and I'm like, why take something interesting like that out? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like it's an, a, like there's so much in Cassante's kit you could remove. Those kinds of interactions don't need to be it.
0: So yep. they, they detail briefly in their explanation of why the whole set of changes are happening. But that was the 100% reliable setup that let everything else hit. So he could just lock you down for five seconds while you die.
1: Mm. Okay. Because
0: with Q3, if you, if you did the high skill, like flashing during the windup, it was undodgeable. And you would then be guaranteed to eat a W that would lead into his ult, and you're just dead. That's why they're removing it from Cassante because it is the no no counterplay combo. Yeah, yeah. I assume that's why okay. they
2: they keep like the similar interaction that Jarvan has with his. You can flash during into flag drag and get the knock knock up because that's not like guaranteed, and no. it's really easy to miss that. Like that's actually kind of yeah. Difficult same to with pull the Shen off. Taunt, Same mm-hmm.
1: with like. Any mage well, casting their CC? Yep. Like, Ari Term, Lux Q, Zyra E, Morgana I think the Q, one... Zereth uh, um, E. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, any flash ult still works, right? Yep. Right. Um The last thing that changes about the Q is it used to scale from 50 to 150, now it scales from 30 to 150. So, again, same changes the base stats, they're reducing his early power a little bit. Um, his W. It's whole bunch of changes um mana costs going down a bit from 75 to 95 changing to 60 to 80 as, as it ranks up I, I aside i really hate the the things that add, add a mana cost as as you level up it's just annoying but
0: it's, anyway yeah
3: yep. um feels like be the opposite
0: uh, especially yeah. like it's less annoying on champions who build mana because it feels like that's supposed to be gating the power you're gaining Champions like Asante, who shouldn't be building mana anyway, it feels like it's punishing you for skilling your ability.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Um, the
3: So it adds a minimum channel time to it of 0. 0.65 seconds, probably again to stop the uh, all-death yep. combo. <laughs> uh, maximum channel time is still unchanged. It looks like it changed to basically it's somewhat, somewhat similar to Jax's uh, helicopter strike. Or whatever you want to call it. Counter strike. Whatever. Um, kind of where it now has a channel time that is enforced, you can't act, reactivate it until a certain time has passed. Uh, the maximum damage uh, is no longer... T- All of the statistics of the W is no longer ty- tied to the ability's charge time, so you, you used to get extra damage, CC, and distance. It doesn't do that anymore. Um, damage reduction used to be 25% plus some plus some extra stuff for your resistances and health. Now it's just 40 to 65% based on champion level. I believe that's supposed to be neutral? I'm not sure. Um, But it's based on champion level, which means you don't need to rank up the ability. Um, Stun duration used to change with ranking up. Now it's just always 1.25 seconds. Um, That is the maximum it used to be when you had it all the way ranked and all the way charged, I believe. So that is better, um, probably in exchange for having a minimum channel time. Yep. The damage uh, used to be based on target maximum health. Now it is 20 scaling to 100 with extra damage based on your total AD, your plus 50% of total AD, plus 30% of bonus armor, plus 30% of bonus magic resistance, and also... Plus six to ten percent of target's maximum health based on ability rank. So, buff, buff. I think that's a buff.
0: Buff, buff. it's a buff for everything except the reliability of the skill. Yeah, yeah. They, they made it less reliable but more powerful.
3: Yep. Um. There, they, they say they also changed the all-out version of the of the W. Basically, all of the changes that apply to the to the non-out version also apply to the all-out version um used to give damage reduction scaling based on stats now it's just based on level um stun the, cool range, the cooldown is different from 24 to 16 down to 18 to 12. Uh, there <laughs> it, it used to have extra damage on it when you went all out that's no longer the case except for the fact that you have extra AD during all out. So that AD ratio that was just mentioned applies. So that's basically just to make sure it keeps in in line with what it was previously. Um, okay. Ultimate change, uh, maximum maximum health threshold goes from 55% to 65%. I believe that means what his maximum health is taken
0: to, right? Yes. That is, that is the amount he is not allowed to heal over.
3: Right. um, Knockback distance is reduced from 350 to 300. Uh, the damage on the initial... <laughs> this is the change, and I read it, and I was like, why? The damage on the initial cast is changing from 35 to 105, plus 20% AD, to 70 to 150, plus 65% AP. Full Santa and Aram, let's go! Please don't. The, oh, I'm doing there's... it. There's also a damage on a successful wall slam. It was 150 to 350, uh, and it changed to 70 to 150 plus 65% AP. It didn't used to have a ratio on it at all. They're basically no. nerfing the damage that this does um, if you hit them through a wall, but it buffs it a little bit if you don't hit them through a wall. Basically making it a little more reliable and giving it an AP ratio for Silas Taking purposes, AD... I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean, that didn't matter. Like, Silas. <laughs> Would just convert the AD ratio, whatever. This yeah, is better it, for Silas, sure. Yeah, it's a Silas buff. <laughs> ultimately, well, like.
2: The thing is, actually, though, it, it didn't have a ratio before, so Silas was still only doing the flat damage. Now, when no, Silas seals that, the, the wall slam tra- didn't have one. The wall, slam, the wall had, slam didn't.
1: The wall slam didn't, but it still has the, it on the initial cast. Did. Yeah.
3: True. Yeah. So, so now um, it gets yeah. better with Silas, but worse <laughs> overall. <laughs> we're, we're, worse I with Kazanta, yeah. <laughs> S- d- uh, stealthy Silas buff. Um, anyway, um, they changed how their attack resets work while all, all Out. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, casting All Out resets your Q stacks, so if you had ca- stacked it up to have a Q3 and you hit All Out, now you're back at Q1 again. That actually cool. seems pretty huge. I'm not going to lie. Uh, um, yeah, I agree. Th- this with that, is, actually.
0: again, part of the making sure he can't just 100 to 0 combo you with you never being able to move. Mm-hmm.
3: mm-hmm. Um, they changed how he gains his bonus attack damage. Uh, used to be just 5 plus 32.5% of your resistances, and now it's 15 to 45 plus 25% of your resistances. So I interpret that as making him less dependent on having resistances and having a better base on this at all. Um, and also, 45 attack damage gained seems like a lot, isn't that like vain ult levels of attack damage?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, a little further down, it also is finally giving him attack speed when he's all out. Mm. Which felt like it should have always been the case.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he gains 25, 35, or 45% attack speed as well when all out, which, yeah, I agree, should have probably always been the case and yeah, it's comparable um, to Vayne. His healing is changing from 10% plus 0.57% per bonus health uh into 10 to 20%. The it mm, interesting. So it changed right. from omnivamp to damage versus champions. So yes. instead of being able to heal off of minions, it only does counts the damage to champions. It
0: counts all damage you do but only champions. So that's interesting. Also, this is generally going to be a nerf at three items to the actual healing you have, even Agreed. against champions. And Agreed. Unless you're hitting <laughs> level scale. 16 at two items, it's probably a nerf at two items as well.
3: Um. Yeah, this is... Um... Oh god, there's so many changes to this. There's so many changes. It looks like they're trying to de- decouple him from building resistances, I guess? Or more they're that they're doesn't... making it so he doesn't do so much damage if he's building tanky. I think is actually what they're,
0: they're trying, trying to lower do.
1: the skill ceiling and increase the skill floor.
0: That, that, that that's too. it in a nutshell. They're removing yeah. a lot of his reliability, so he has. I actually think this raises the skill floor because you can't just wall slam someone into fucking them and they can't do anything.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, mm-hmm. but it also removes some of the skill ceiling. Like it's it's kind yeah. of flattening his skill curve a bit.
1: Which is good. Which is good. Now. We're going to see Cassante as we have for the last when did he come out January?
2: It's been about We're... a year it was like okay. it, it was, was around worlds, worlds. <laughs> yeah it was it around worlds? worlds last okay. year, yeah,
1: so Cassante is one of those champions that is going to be a balanced nightmare for riot until they just decide to leave him in the gutter he's mm. He's just gonna you know stay there, like yep. many of the others. The reason for that. Isn't because he's particularly complicated, like a or Rise. It's because he's like Kaisa. He is a mix of two classes that should not be allowed on the same champion. Kaisa is a marksman combined with an assassin. Those two care like those two traits should not be on the same champion realistically. And then this is a brawler, a bruiser, a juggernaut, tied with tied into. A goddamn Vanguard. Are you kidding me? Giving a juggernaut CC and mobility? How dumb are you, Riot? This was right. a bad champion design from the get go. I understand that it's interesting to play, but it, it, it was always going to be a balanced nightmare. There was it, no escaping it. it.
3: It always, whenever I've tried out Cassante, it always felt
0: like this feels like a tanky Yasuo. Why would yeah. they do this? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: He's a tanky Yasuo who can turn into a assassin. No,
3: but, like, that's the, that's the thing. is like Yasuo, when he ults, gets a bunch of armor pen. Kasante, when he ults, gets a bunch of attack damage. And it's like, why? Okay, I get why you would do that for Yasuo. He's supposed to be a swordsman. He's supposed to, you know, get armor pen and be generally better at killing things. Why would you do that for a tank? <laughs> I, mean, uh, I like i do because, kind
2: of like right, the stupid. idea of like you lose all of the resistances to gain damage like having that trade-off like i think it's an interesting idea but it's like it is a hard thing
0: to balance balance yeah.
1: yeah right but, which is but why he's have... going to end up in the gutter and you're not going to see him ever again <laughs> but we have kind of ties Ola's to the... that
0: we do just kind of ties to the high skill versus low skill problem also yeah the way that they make him squishy during his ultimate synergizes way too well with Gargoyle stone plate, which is a staple like second or third item on him in high skill and he stomps with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: So uh, ultimately speaking, is this def I think this is overall a nerf to Cassante, just in general. I um I don't it's not gonna be enough of a nerf to actually put him in the gutter, like Slushy's saying. Uh or not like saying I'm where sorry. he'll where he'll end up. Yeah. Not this time. He's probably still, like, upper A-tier, middling S-tier, um, especially if you can play him. If you can play him, if you main Cassante, there's no reason to stop playing him.
0: He's still playable. Just just maybe before you jump into ranked on this patch, play a normal game or two to get used to all the shit that's changed for you. Yeah, yeah. honestly.
3: Yeah. Um, for everybody else that plays Cassante, good news, he can't just murder you immediately anymore. Just, you know, Thank it takes God. a couple seconds.
0: <laughs> yep, his shit's less reliable
3: hmm So that's Cassante. Someone else's turn. Alright.
1: Well, since I mentioned Kaisa, why don't we let Free go next? <laughs> sure,
2: I'll do my uh So I'm highlighting a couple changes, but I'll do like the two smaller ones first. So Kaisa just got another light tap. Um her armor went from twenty eight to twenty-five. Realistically, this isn't gonna change much. Nope. She's just now a little bit squishier. She'll blow up a little bit easier if you're an AD assassin. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other small base stat adjustments were to Quinn. Um, so Quinn had some changes I think two patches ago now? Three? Um, and they're just looking to, again, tap her back down a little bit. Uh, base health went down actually a pretty significant amount. Um, what? 38 uh base health removed from 603 to 565. Um her move speed growth went down by 5, but her AD growth went up by 0.3, which basically all this means is she's going to be weaker in lane. She's squishier in lane. Um she is a lane bully in top lane, so the intent is to make it a little bit easier to fight back against her. Um but then in compensation she's going to be a little bit
3: stronger later.
1: Just a tiny bit
3: just tiny bit yeah quiz oh, yeah. is not really associated with being very like a scalar or a late game character anyway so this is probably uh-huh. fine
2: i'm not sure an 80 yep. carry
3: all <laughs> assassins S- are, will kill 80 carries late game like that's, that's just a I know. universal truth right now
0: all right let's talk about something that maybe is going to help some of the champions that got tapped a little bit in the early game uh they've buffed starting items First of all, every single starting item that has health on it, so like all the Doran's items, Dark Seal, all the support items, gained fifteen to thirty health depending on the item. And then the Doran's items and the support items also gained a little bit of their primary stat. Dark Seal did not. Um, Cole did not get any changes, even though it is a starting item. Important to note, it is weaker relative to the other starting items than it was previous patch. Um, My question to you guys is, do you think these changes to the stats on the Doran's items is enough to make you hold on to them longer?
3: No. Unless your name's
0: Kaisa. Kaisa, I think, without a question, because it helps her get to the AD mm-hmm. breakpoint if you're going the uh, non-lethality yeah. builds. I
2: already probably hold them longer than I should, so it's You know what you're <laughs> really gonna do? It's gonna make me less likely to buy coal.
3: That's yeah. true. like coal should be a very rare purchase now at this point. But as a first item. You can purchase it on your first back if you back when you have four hundred and fifty yeah. gold, that's perfectly fine still. But um I, starting coal is a poor choice, I think, right now.
0: Yep. I do also want to emphasize they have made it so all Dorans are unique with each other. You cannot build yep. multiple Dorans items anymore. That is correct. Flame um
3: not many people would do that anymore i don't remember the last time i've seen that it was
0: but, mostly yeah. like doran's ring and it was mostly on like a couple of the champions that don't have mana and were getting life regen from it
2: yeah because well because like i thought Vladimir, they had made for the, example the passives okay. themselves were unique because they made that change back when like triple doran's nautilus top was a thing
0: i don't think that ever happened for doran's ring i know it happened no for it didn't two. really okay I think Doran's Ring was the only one getting stacked. Or you'd have occasionally, like, Kennons who would start Doran's Blade but then build AP if they backed with 400 gold exactly. They might buy a Doran's Ring. Not anymore.
1: Uh, even then, typically you'd see them wait the 35 gold for, like, an Amptome. You know, yeah, all it unique.
0: depends. So, now it's all unique. Uh, dark Seal is not. You can build a Dark Seal with the Dorans. You can build Coal with the Dorans. Just the Dorans items themselves are unique. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: Eh, I don't you can build know, tier them. with them because that's yeah. still technically yeah. considering a starting item too. Yes,
0: mm-hmm. uh, tier did not get changes. By the way, uh, they do clarify in the uh, the reason that this is happening. They want to make early ganks weaker. Yep, and they I'm don't okay want. They don't want to change the strength of low level monsters to begin with. So they're increasing the power of laners relative to junglers in the early game. That is the reason for these buffs.
3: So smart, uh, do it, it's like, like, it is actually kind of, like, i thought they did change
0: there's there's a lot of tweaks to the jungle that we are not covering because it is way too much yeah. just number is salad it, go, jungle, yeah it's a read. lot of
3: number salad but basically it does actually nerf early jungling as well like it, it, it does as a whole if the Doran's item the details, changes go read yeah as a whole the Doran's item changes and the several paragraphs of uh, monster changes. All of them are just nerfing junglers, period. The Dorian changes are to nerf ganking junglers. The nerfs to the camps and stuff are to nerf uh, farming junglers. Is basically what it boils down to. All of it is designed to try to reduce the power of jungling as
0: a role, I believe. Yep. So yeah, listeners, if you jungle, please go to the patch notes, click the jungle adjustments tab, and read the entire thing. It's seriously like... On my 1440p monitor, it's like three pages. Yep. Four mm-hmm. pages. It's long. It That's also we not covering it.
2: It's probably also worth reading the snowballing adjustments one, because they're once again playing the game of individual dragons weaker, souls stronger. Because it feels yep. like every season we flip-flop between those two.
0: Except yeah. Chemtech, for some reason, completely not changing.
2: I think they forgot it exists again.
0: They, they state <laughs> that they think it's just in a reasonable state. By that by that what they actually mean is it sucks ass, so it didn't need to get nerfed along with everything else.
3: That's yeah. That's more likely what happened, yes. Um oh, uh the other things that changed the other the only other really important, really quick change to jungling is that the green and blue uh pets got nerfed. Red pet got left alone, so it's probably reasonable to take red pet now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's no longer trolling. I still don't mm-hmm. think it's good, but there it's were a couple of champions
3: that it was still trying to recommend me to take red but red it's, pet on. I'm
0: like, I would rather getting, have blue. <laughs> it's getting but. grabbed at worlds right now in play-ins. Why? I don't know. I don't know why they're grabbing red pet. This patch isn't even live, so, so they don't even have the, like, we're practicing on a wrong patch kind of excuse.
3: Hmm?
0: I, don't, I don't know. But yeah, basically they're, they're removing some of the, the tertiary benefits, like green does not get tenacity or slow resistance anymore
3: um yeah yeah
0: that's that's basically it (laughs) i mean it was the default so it kind of needed the biggest nerf uh who Mm -hmm. wants to go next should i go get my other one done
3: yeah all
0: right my other one i want to highlight is a champion this is my default autofill plus my counterpick to malzahar because fuck malzahar uh morgana has gotten changes Um, And I want to emphasize how big this is because it doesn't sound big when you listen. Her W gained a 3% higher AP ratio. It went from 14% to 17%. However, that is per second. It lasts for 5 seconds, so that is a 15% AP ratio buff over the duration of the skill. And that is before the damage amplification comes in. It does more damage the lower health you are. This thing hits like a fucking freight train if you build AP. I'm excited. I just played Um, Morgana last night and did pretty well. (laughs) Yup. And it ties into her ult at higher ranks is going to CC you for longer if she lands the stun portion. It's going from one and a half seconds stun at all ranks up to two seconds at max rank. Still one and a half for the first rank.
1: I'm going to be playing Morgana mid.
0: Yes. Like that's, that's actually, so that's part of why the AP buff is exciting to me is this puts her to where she can one shot casters with W a lot easier once again. Yep. Whereas before you basically had to take demon minion dematerializer to get it on the third rank of your W to kill casters. I don't think you do anymore. I think you get it anyway. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Just off of your rune AP plus your Doran's item. And it just scales from there. Uh, The ult also gained some damage. It gained 25 base damage and gained a 10% AP ratio per hit. Her ult hits when she initially casts it and then hits again if she lands the stun. So I just want to emphasize how much damage Morgana can do. A level 16 Morgana can hit you for 650 plus 160% AP if you can't escape her ult.
1: Crazy?
0: Just from the ult. Her Q has like a 90% AP ratio and her W has an 85% AP ratio before the execute scaling kicks
1: in. Not to mention yeah. if you're landing all that CC, you're going to get multiple W's off, multiple Q's off because yep. the Q cooldown gets real low and the W cooldown gets decreased for as long as an enemy champions on it.
0: Yep. So it just goes now,
1: down and down and down.
0: They, they are also slightly nerfing her most iconic ability. Black Shield is losing two seconds on its cooldown at rank one, scaling back to where it was when you max it. Uh, For support Morgana, this is sometimes a second max, because the Q is always the first max for support. For other Morganas, this is last max. So that cooldown is significant, but I don't think it even remotely offsets the massive damage buffs. I think Morgana should just be built AP now. The, The... Support builds with, like, Shirelias that we would see sometimes, I think, are just straight dead with this because she does so much damage once again.
2: Also, something I don't think you touched on is uh, they bumped her damage to monsters by 10% as well on the W. Yes, they did. And I think, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think that 10% bump. Is like, was
1: what knocked her out.
2: Was what knocked her out of the jungle last time, so. Jungle will comes uh, back,
1: baby! <laughs> I mean, the, the thing that knocked
0: her out of jungle last time was duelist junglers coming back, because she just is not a good duelist at all. True. Uh, like, what is she going to do when someone gets in her face? She's going to bind them and run away because she can't do anything else. Yeah, this is true. Yep. And early ranks, bind does not last long enough to win that fight.
3: Nope. They did also nerf her monster damage to so take
0: yes yep
3: but yeah which
2: so they had buffed it by 10 percent, and then a month later took it away so now it's back
0: plus that ap buff like yeah pre previous to this i felt like death cap on morgana was almost trolling because you just wouldn't get that much damage out of it with these changes i think it's not trolling anymore
1: i think it's real
0: good
3: oh uh you didn't did you cover the movement speed about the ultimate
0: I didn't because it doesn't change much. So, um, one so,
3: amusing thing uh, about it is, go ahead. Can,
0: yeah. She's better at running away during her ult. Yes. essentially what it amounts <laughs> yeah. to. Um, if you are running towards an enemy, nothing meaningfully changed. You gain 5% movement speed. If you are running away, the movement speed now applies when it didn't apply before. So, she can ult and zoom away, which is fun That's nice.
1: That, that, that's good. But 60%...
0: usually not what you want. At max rank, 60%
3: movement speed in all directions, I, I think I it's comparable to, like, Sivir ulting and running away.
1: Yeah.
0: With the caveat that this is going to expire the moment everyone leaves the radius of your ult.
3: Sure? Okay. If you're running away, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want.
0: <laughs> My concern is more, if the champion has a dash, they'll be able to step out to snap the chain, which they do anyway, and then you're not running faster anymore. Yeah, true. So it it doesn't change much, but it is nice.
1: It's very amusing.
0: All right, who wants to go next? I can go. Go for it. So
1: I'm going to cover our our two Zed uh, champion changes here, one of them being Zed. Um, So first up is uh, his W, Living Shadow. There's been a build that's been getting popularity where you max W second, which has been catching people off guard because you don't expect that ability to be up quite that often. So they're nerfing cooldown to try and compensate for that. It used to go from 20 to 14. It's now going from 20 to 17. For people who didn't build that, um, who didn't do that second max W build, you're not going to notice matter. this. This only affects you late game. And by that time, you're going to have so much CDR from your items. You don't care. Uh, for the people who do build Zed um, this way, who do take the W as their second max, you're going to feel it. And for the people who were getting off- caught off guard by it, it's going to happen a lot less because how much cooldown you get off of it with each rank just isn't that much anymore. Mm hmm. Now, the second one is a Ziggs change. They're reverting a change from season four to the hitbox on his Q. They're giving uh, the radius 30 more units of range. This is the detection radius for it to then explode, not the actual like explosion radius where it deals damage. Yeah. So it's a little easier to hit.
0: Given how many times his bomb would bounce right over people, this is or going to minions. feel really good. Fucking this is going to feel so oh nice.
1: I'm so looking forward to playing Ziggs tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that they didn't decide to buff or nerf his damage, but just make him a yeah. little more reliable. Because Ziggs is one of the rare champions in League of Legends that is, oops, all skill shots.
1: Also, yep. he's pretty good right now. So just giving him reliability instead of damage... I think is entirely reasonable and it'll make him a little bit easier to balance in the future. Cause you don't have to balance around unreliability.
3: I mean, I'm still going to yep. play Ziggs, but I am going to uh, be a little bit of counter here and be like, I never really had a huge problem hitting the Q.
0: Um, no, if
3: anything, I had a problem with it hitting minions that I wanted it to bounce
0: over. <laughs> Fair, but, and that will well, be a little no. harder to do those.
3: I-, I can think of a couple times where I was aiming and it looked like it hit him and it bounced but, over instead. So there's that. I am yeah, also exactly. going to put it out
0: there 30 units is a 20% increase to the oh, yeah. hitbox. So that's it a large is hitbox. Big. It's big. Yeah. I remember Ziggs nine years ago when he too. had this hitbox. It was so it was much nice. easier to poke people.
3: And I did not know that the hitbox was different from the splash
1: damage either. Yep. That's I believe
0: this actually, I think this puts it to the same as the explosion radius once I th- again.
1: I don't think it does. I think explosion radius is still a little bit bigger.
0: Uh,
3: yes, the effect radius is 240 apparently. Yeah. Ah, okay. I, I, never, I never knew the effect radius was larger than the hitbox. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had right. always had problems like hitting people like the bomb explodes on the minion wave and it doesn't hit the person standing next to the minion wave. I thought they would improve that, but no, it's just... No, it doesn't the, touch the trigger. it. Yeah. Just a trigger. That's just
1: because, you having a skill issue.
0: Yeah, because uh-huh. that was the most reliable way to poke people after With this. this nerf yeah. in Season You had
1: four. to hit a minion in order to poke the other person because the mm. radius on the freaking detection was just awful. So you had to actually point like point and click and hit something mm. and then hope that you were like close enough to the other person to actually hit them. This will yeah. make that a little bit easier. Because A, if you do play that poke pattern, you can just like... Squish the the thing just a little bit further over, a little closer to the champion, and still hit the minion, and thus still have it explode, but have it more reliably land the poke. But also, if you just want to fire it straight poke at the enemy champion, this makes that a lot easier.
0: Yep. All right, we got a couple more to get through. Who wants to go next? I can go. I think it's Free Shooter. Yep.
2: So, uh, Jinx got a couple, uh, buffs. So, uh, her health growth went up by five, so she'll be have a little bit more health in the late game. A little bit more survivable. Um, but the bigger changes are to her passive and her ult. So, her passive, uh, get excited, which triggers on killing an enemy champion or tower, um, is a 25% bonus to total attack speed, it now stacks. So if Woohoo! you get multiple champion kills, your attack speed is further increased by 25% for the reset duration. And I believe her attack speed passive lets her bypass the attack speed cap. Yes, so, it does. Yeah. So Jinx is going to be even more of a to kill machine now.
3: Yeah, she's I am so she always good at cleaning up. Now she's even better at it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And the changes to her ultimate, uh, the cooldown went down by 5 at all ranks, which I don't think matters all that much. Um,
0: Not really. It is a really short cooldown ultimate.
2: It is, yeah. It's now 50 seconds at max rank. But, like, and it jinx
0: ult well, feels like it's a, also. It's also only 70 seconds at rank 1. <laughs> true.
2: And, like, yeah, it feels like one of those ultimates level. that just always up whenever we're fighting. Like- Unless you're literally going from, like, us between skirmish to skirmish to skirmish. But, yeah. Uh, So I don't think five seconds matters that much there. But the, um... The damage on it... Matters more. Matters more. And there's, you know, the minimum and maximum based on the distance and traveled. It's basically a 10% buff to... um, Yeah. The flat damage. Mm. And to the uh, ratio. So it's from... The ratio was 15% minimum, 150 max. It's now 16.5% minimum, 165% max.
1: That's yep. the part that matters.
3: Yeah, I was like reading so, it and it going, that's a like harder. a really minor buff. And I was reading, I was like, oh wait, that's
0: the minimum damage. Yeah, oh, yes. I was reading the minimum okay. I'm like, ah, that doesn't matter. Oh See, wait, oh wait. What, what I didn't well, realize, <laughs> because I don't actually play Jinx very much, is that the missing health ratio applied even on the minimum. I assumed the missing health ratio also scaled with the, the minimum and maximum scaling. Nope. But apparently not. Nope. Apparently it's just Mm-mm. the same ratio regardless of the distance the rocket travels. Yeah. This is true. Um. It is really oh, yeah, funny. So... Um,
3: I managed to do this to a Jinx at one point, I think uh, a couple days ago. I was playing Kaisa and Jinx threw a rocket at, a, at one of my teammates and I ulted through Jinx, blocked, and like caught the rocket in like five. Units away from Jinx. It did like no damage nice. to me. It was really funny. <laughs> yep. It's
0: like, ha, Very copy nice. rocket. Also die,
3: because I'm Kaiser. die.
2: But yeah, overall, uh, like her early game is unchanged. She's just going to be, does what she does in the late game better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. This is a win more buff. It's, yes. it's the same as the Orion buffs we've been seeing. It's, if you can get her to the point where she's good, she's even better. Yep. Yep. Doesn't make it any easier to make to get her there.
0: Alright, well Slush, you want to take us home on this section with uh someone who might help her get there?
1: <laughs> do you really pair jinx with Melio? I don't think I've ever seen the two paired up.
0: You could, you could really pro.
1: You could reason
3: not to. It's like Jin. Yeah.
1: yeah, okay. Um so the burn damage on his passive now applies through allies allowing it to interact with things like Chemtech Putrefire as well. Uh, So, like, if you deal burn damage while you have Chemtech Putrefire from somebody else doing it, it will still apply that.
0: Yep. Basically, Milio gets old Putrefire back where shielding or healing your allies would apply the effect, whereas uh, no other support does.
1: Yeah, which is kind of funny. But hey, we take it. Uh, Warm Hugs is getting its cooldown reduced by one second at all ranks. And then and this is E, the, the shield. Uh the shield strength is also going up by it, it scales now more, so going from 60 to 160 is what it used to be, it now goes from 60 to 180. No changes to the ratio, but considering that should be your first max, that's a real nice buff.
0: Especially uh, with also the cooldown buff like yeah. On a two-charge ability, that's going to be up a lot more often and shield for yeah.
1: more. Uh, Breath of Life, the ultimate, heals more based on your AP. The ratio is going from 30% AP to 50% AP. That, that's pretty freaking huge. So the nice thing that I like about these changes is they are aimed at lower skill players. They are aimed at making Melio more accessible to lower-skilled players without horribly bumping up his power level at higher skill. The people at the higher skill were holding the E's for those split-second shields, so that won't change much there. The shield strength will be nice for them, but the cooldown doesn't matter there as much. Uh, the fired-up passive will be nice, but doesn't really change anything up there or down here, realistically. Yeah. The R change being an increase to the heal makes that a much more usable ability at low elo. Because so much of its power is gated behind the cleanse effect, which is just not effective unless you're in communication with your t- your allies. So having that be effective even without that, despite it being so much of its power budget, is going to matter a lot more, especially at lower elo, and won't really change what happens up in pro or at, like, mm-hmm. diamond plus. And-
0: and to be clear, we're not saying build AP, we're saying the incidental AP you get from your support item, from your Moonstone or Shirelia's from your other utility support items, is going to count a little harder.
1: Yeah. Yep. Now, right. if I see you building full AP Luden's Melio, I am going to come <laughs> down there, and I am going to bonk you.
0: Not the good I'm kind going- of bonk.
1: No, not the good kind of punk. I'm going to yeah, drop an Oriana ball on your face and shockwave you into oblivion like that djinn last night.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, we had a djinn in uh, a game last night, and I was it- Oriana. I was behind for most of the game, <laughs> and I still managed to drop the ball on him and one-shot him. Zillion was standing right next to him and did not alt him and all Jin said in all chat was oh (laughs) that's that's what made
0: the moment i think yeah
1: that that comment of oh he didn't think i could one shot him
0: (laughs) all right i have a brief segment i wanted to cover because we talked about briar last week and i've gotten some chances to play as her again and against her again and i have a couple of things i wanted to share learnings that we couldn't have covered last week Mm -hmm. uh first of all confirmed don't know if it's intended or not but you can scream out of her ult to just break the permanent berserk um more interestingly if you start channeling a scream and they stun you you keep channeling the scream on briar I had a very frustrating game against a Briar earlier today, whereas Viego, I would immediately stun her whenever she'd start channeling the scream because I didn't know that it worked this way. And then she would just keep going and throw me into a wall anyway. And by the time my stun had worn off, I was now stunned against the wall.
1: That seems unintended.
0: I I don't know what their intention is, but that's how it works right now. That scream is (sighs) stupid good.
1: That should get fixed, hopefully.
0: But hopefully. that's how she works right now. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to share those things. I also have opinions oh, shit. on her scaling. She is the worst scaling champion in the game in the sense of 5v5s, because she is the only champion in the game who gets worse the more people are involved in a fight. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> she doesn't need to build a hole breaker for that. She just actually sucks in 5v5 because peel is a thing that exists and she is the most vulnerable to peel champion in the entire game so you that's should build be on her
3: every game then that's why i put morgana black shield on you all the time that i could <laughs> it yes. was great it's like let's see, see the briar it's like no <laughs>
1: no uh
3: yeah it Cannot
0: be interrupted by crowd control. Holy shit. Yep. <laughs>
1: That's <Yeah>. dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. That's I, dumb. I hope they
0: change it. Like buff that her is, elsewhere uh, to accommodate huh. for that because that is that is not power that should be had. That yeah, really no. does not need to be uninterruptible. Um it's like if annoying. I'm
1: Malzaharl and she keeps channeling, I'm gonna be <laughs> this. <laughs>
0: I mean, the good news there is that she shouldn't have any way to take the the shield off of Malzahar from range, so you'll still have your shield up, and she won't be able unless to stun I you. get
1: hit by her ult.
0: Yes. Okay, I just wanted to cover those because they were things that we didn't talk about last week because I just didn't know them. And there sounds like she's a counterpick to Warwick. It sounds hilarious. I hate it. <laughs> All right, our first listener question tonight comes from Ravenbrand, who writes, Hello, Mighty Wards. Why is Ace even a stat? Doesn't it just mean that you got the last kill on the last member of the enemy team? That seems like it's no more significant, and maybe less significant, than getting the first kill on a team during a team fight. After reading the Michael Lewis book, Moneyball, I'm suspicious of stats that don't have strong <laughs> indicators behind them. Am I missing something about Aces? No. Um, Is Ace an individual stat? I thought it was a team-wide stat. Yeah,
2: I not remember. I didn't so.
3: that was a individual. It, 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 I feel like there's a line in the stats page for aces, maybe. But yeah, I just either way, it doesn't it matter. Odd.
1: It doesn't matter because it's just one of those fun stats. Getting an ace doesn't matter on the stats page. It matters in the sense of like if you're going back through the replay of a game, or you're going back through like a timeline and gold graph of the game, knowing oh all five champions died there, that's valuable as a stat. But seeing a st- an ace stat like in your champion statistics afterwards just doesn't matter yeah like unless there was a way to track like how much you did with that ace it just doesn't matter and that's where things like okay in the timeline of the game there was an ace and then they got baron there's a clear correlation between those two things happening Mm -hmm. so aces don't matter otherwise like yeah you're on the money with the money ball and like stats that don't have a reason to be there it just doesn't need to be there it's one of those fun stats, like uh, how far you've uh, traveled in the river.
0: Yep. <laughs> All right. A two-parter on bands. Question 2A. How valuable are bands now that there are so many champions in the game? Their value seems to be diminishing over time. It seems like the only real value in bands is eliminating a single comfort pick from the enemy team or avoiding having to play against a champion you can't stand. But in pro play, the players have much deeper champion pools, so bans seem almost meaningless. Is there value to bans beyond these psychological aspects? Um,
1: so, if you're planning to play somebody specific, then banning out your biggest counter is valuable. Yes. If you're mm-hmm. Especially if there's a counter to you that is busted on the patch or just really popular or good right now. So, like, if your character is weak to Zed, ban Zed! Even if you're more weak to say echo mid, you're more likely to see the Zed. So ban the Zed.
0: Yeah. I I would go so far as to argue popularity is one of the biggest indicators of what you should be banning. I agree. Because the likelihood of you banning out something the enemy actually wanted to pick is much higher. The more popular of a champion it is that you're banning. Yep. Um, Again, using Zed for an example. Zed is the most popular mid laner. He has an over 10% pick rate. He also has a 1 in 3 ban rate. Zed is a good ban. He is frustrating, he is strong, and he is popular. Those are the metrics you should be using to determine your bans, other Mm -hmm. than this champion is my personal bugbear or has a hard counter into my champion.
1: Yeah. Just because Singed Mid has a 55% win rate doesn't mean you should be banning that. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, as for the pro side of things, people just don't get target banned anymore. If you go back to season one, season two, season three, yes, each pro player had a pick they were known for. You'd ban Frog and Zenivia, you'd ban Alex H.'s Twisted Fate. you'd you'd ban specific things for specific players because the champion pools were so limited back then. That's no longer the case. Everyone realistically should be able to play everything. So you're banning what's overpowered, what counters the comp that you want to play. You're you're banning things that, if it's a series, you're banning things that they just won on that you couldn't deal with and didn't have an answer to, you had an answer to, didn't work. So you're just like, okay, get that off the table. Let's try a fresh set of champions. And you'll let another OP through to maybe spice things up and try to change up the formula. That's the value in bans is cuz like realistically even though this the character roster is at how many champions now? Like 160? 165 I think. Something yeah. like that. It doesn't matter. Only a certain number, a certain subset of them are going to be viable especially at the pro level. At any given moment. So while that number keeps getting bigger, the number that are viable at pro doesn't. So the value in bands just doesn't matter. It just hasn't diminished.
3: Unless your name is River and then you get Jar- Jarvin banned against you
0: every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because so...
1: Jarvin's also strong right now, in addition to <laughs> him being River.
0: Yeah. yeah. The other thing you'll see in pro play, and I think a lot of pro, pro play. Pro-play ban strategies apply to Clash as well, which, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, there is a Worlds Clash going on this weekend. We didn't really touch on it, but uh, it's four games instead of three. Um, nice. We're, in pro-play especially, and to a lesser degree in Clash, banning out a single person is really valuable because the way the yeah. ban phase works, which is unlike solo queue. Yes. The fact that there are 3 bans and then 3 picks and then two more bans per team means you can do things like red side picking a, a champion on their third champion and then immediately banning the two counter picks before the opponent has a chance to choose something against it, which we can't do in solo queue. It means Another thing in pro play especially often there's a 80 carry meta where there's like two 80 carries that are hand shook as being OP. It means yeah. you can ban one and pick the other if you're blue side. Like, or, there's a lot of things yeah. you can do in pro play that we don't get to experience in solo queue does exist in Clash. Yeah,
2: or yeah, like ban one cool. and force them to use a ban on the other one when it's like you might yes. have something that they would ra- rather ban, but it's like, okay, now they have to ban this. So.
1: Yeah, or another thing that you can do is force them onto a champion. You see that this person plays three characters, two of them you're like, eh, I don't really want to play that but my best characters all of them have a really positive matchup into this one character that they play a lot of or i have i have a pocket pick that i play a lot of that will be really good here they might ban it but like let let's say that they pick something that aurelian souls really good into aurelian souls not going to show up on my top 5 so they'll pick that because i forced them onto it and then i'm going to happily play the the star dragon and dumpster their ass
0: Absolutely. All
1: right, I let's move on. To... At,
3: I, I do think we're probably at the point where we do need to, there, there does need to be a change to the ban system for Silicu, that there are yeah. too many
0: champions. And that kind of ties into question 2B, which is on the flip side. If Riot were to make it so that players could ban two champions each during a draft, I could imagine a team banning out most or perhaps mm-hmm. all of the champion pool of a key player on the other team, which would present new problems. At what number of champions could you imagine Riot going to two bans per player and what constraints would you advise them to put on the draft process if they were to do that?
2: I think uh, the the big biggest problem with this is always going to be 80 carries.
0: Yes. It's, yep. this cannot happen until there are at least like 35 80 carries because yeah. if they went to two bans per player right now, you can have both teams combined ban literally every AD All carry them. in the game.
1: Uh, The other thing Um, this would do, and you did point this out in the question, is you could target ban one player. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many games you grind. You are not playing to a professional level more than 10 champions at a time. So if you have pro teams that are banning 10 mid laners and saying, okay, let's see your whatever. Let's see your echo mid, right? Like... Eventually, you just get so far down the tier list that it's not even a pro game anymore. It's just nonsense. Yeah. It's a way to invalidate a single player beyond what is already possible.
3: Yep. There's already 23 bot lane characters, and that's not counting a couple of them.
0: Yes, I chose my words carefully. Not all of those are eighty carries.
3: No, I mean, the 23 that it shows, uh, one of them isn't an eighty carry. Ziggs? Right. Also technically also, I guess. I was gonna say. Yeah. So there's 21 80 carries.
1: That's assuming all of them can be played in bot lane, though. We're not really counting Akshan or Quinn, or...
0: Uh, Akshan's not in this list. He- he's okay. going off the ones that are shown when you filter to bot lane carry. Okay. In, yep. in the Still... client, if you tell me to give me most popular position, and I go to bottom, this
3: is the ones that I find. This doesn't pick up Swain, doesn't pick up Karthus, doesn't... Um and doesn't pick up any of the AP carries like uh Syndra like used to be. Yeah, I was about to it's... say
1: at a certain point you ban out enough AP carries, people are just going to swap to something else. You're going to get yeah. Garen, Yumi in the bot lane again. You're going to get Sona, Teric. You're going to yeah. get C- yeah. Syndra's, Vladimir's. And, like and people are again, just going to play realistically that
3: requires both teams to use all of their bans on just 80 okay. carries, and that's not happening.
0: But all that takes is two streamers saying this is what you should be doing in solo queue, and if they're popular streamers, that is what will happen in solo queue. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And, like, that's still, like, the vast majority
3: of, you know... At, I mean, w- for point, every
2: other role, what's the lowest number of characters on that list? Like,
3: Yeah. I, I, yeah, all the others are in the 40s. It supports the next lowest at 34. Again, yeah. going by... Literally go to League of Legends, go to collections, tell it most popular position. This is not using a stat site or something. Yes. Um, look at that point. If if all of the eighty carries get banned, or or all t- or twenty ban all twenty bans go to eighty carries. Like I'm not. Like the only one of these that I literally can't play is
0: like Draven. Okay. And even
1: I can play Draven. Yeah. My issue is, like Nila and Samira. That's why that I play something but...
0: else, like Swain. Yeah. Riot has shown that when eighty carry satisfaction gets too low, they must make changes. They have done this multiple mm-hmm. times when eighty carry gets yeah. too bad. They make changes to keep eighty carries happy. They would never let a system go through that forces eighty carries to be like, "I can't play marksman anymore because there are no more marksmen. Yep.
1: Yeah. It, it is you all totally. used end up with things like kindred in the bot lane
0: realistic yeah kindred is not counted
3: here neither is grace yeah realistically if you were to change the band system right now and just say everybody gets two bands and it's still blind bands they would be fine there's no way you could buy in twenty eighty carries with that that would be like yeah. a complete it, fluke of a game
0: it would still frustrate most of them because most of them don't play as many champions as you or i or slash i mean Europe that's
2: true sure um i but... think we're... Like really the issue with that would be the like the most popular bands like the Zeds, the Yasuos would just be 100% ban rate because yep. yeah. people would just be like, okay, I'm going to ban like yeah, this like counter to my champion and I'll ban Yasuo because I hate playing against it. So I think that's probably more of it is the high percentage ban rates get even higher.
1: So you yeah. just wouldn't be able to play, like, allowed to play those champions anymore, which I- I'd be fine with. But I'm, I'm <laughs> sure there's a large majority of the player base that is just like, no, I kind of like playing Zed. I'd like to play him, yeah. you know, once in a while.
0: I'm I'd looking, never get to play Lux. I'm, I'm looking at OP.GG. Blitzcrank, Zed, and Briar on 1319 <laughs> would go to 100% ban. Yeah. Or, like, high 90s, realistically.
2: Also, the other thing we have to consider, or they would have to consider with this, is champion ownership because not everyone mm, owns every champion, true. Yep. and you need yep. a minimum number of champions to play ranked, which is, I believe, that's uh, honestly the biggest argument to not do it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I, I didn't think even you think about that. Do
2: need to own a minimum of twenty-one champions. I think it's
1: twenty,
2: or it's yeah, twenty, because it's like if they all get banned and the rest picked, you need to be able to pick at least one champion. So yeah. And, yep. Yeah, imagine if that's just not one in your class.
0: So, all right, let let's get Ravenbrand's last question out of the way because I think it's quick, so we can wrap up yeah. this episode. Question three: Buffs and nerfs. What consideration does Riot make that aren't about game balance? Wild speculation is welcome. <laughs> I've wondered for several years about the behind the scenes Kremlinology of why Riot might but decide to buff, nerf, or not change champions. In particular, why Akali or some other champions can continue to be disproportionately strong for long periods. I think I remember a joke from the show, last patch before Worlds, time to buff Corky. Meanly said. Or a comment recently that they would nerf Yumi so she wouldn't show up at Worlds. Are there business business reasons that Riot might change champions that you find folks have seen in the past or have reasonable speculation about? Are there times when Riot makes changes or leaves things as they are in order to appeal to certain segments of the player base? Yep. As, as my co hosts have been chiming in repeatedly as I read the question, yes, <laughs> yes, they make these changes about things other than balance constantly. There um, are
1: certain champions that are popular, just aren't allowed to be weak.
0: Yep, Lee Sin is an example. He is yeah. never oh. allowed to be below A tier. If he drops holy to B tier, he gets buffed.
1: Um, another really example bad is: right now. is uh, holy crap. If there's a skin that like if they have a big like legendary skin coming out you'll usually see a buff accompanying it they they try to sweep it under the rug with some kind of balance reasons it happens every time anyways
0: i i agree but they do deny that and i want to have the clarity of they deny that that is the case that it's very much
1: a business 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 business
0: yeah uh, (laughs) what uh, i think actually happens is they have enough art stuff in the pipeline that they prioritize the art to come out when buffs are already scheduled. Yep. Mm, as okay. opposed to it being the art is in the pipeline, we better buff the champion.
1: I think it's I don't the, buy that um, for a second.
0: So uh Did Lee Sin's do some for some buffs I think.
3: Probably you yes. guess how many junglers have a have a lower win rate than Lee Sin right now?
0: Four. He's five, always got a
1: lower re- He's always got a low win rate though. He's always got a low win rate because he's hard <sighs> to play properly. Yep. He's mechanically Fair. intensive. Go look at Go look at his win rate from players with more than fifty games on him.
0: Yeah, and tell also, me that's
1: not at like fifty-two.
0: Also, I don't know which stat site you're using. I'm looking at OP.gg. He's sitting at a forty-nine percent win rate.
1: That's while fine. While being the most popular
0: jungler by six percent.
1: Yeah, <coughs> <coughs> he's so fine. Creative. Yeah. Um, other things that they can okay, like that's you pointed out. There, okay, so there are some champions that have been, like, <laughs> dominant for too long or just completely overbearing that they will kneecap right before Worlds to say, we don't want to see that champion there. They yep. did it with Zeri last year because she was oppressive through the entirety of the season. So, like, okay, we just need to not have her at Worlds. We'll figure out how to balance her later.
0: They explicitly stated they did that to Azir this year. It was in patch notes yeah. last patch.
1: Same with you. And me. they failed. He's still oh. there. <laughs> so, he's, so far he's not, we'll see. He's not, he's so, not okay, overbearing.
3: Play, yeah, he's yes. not overbearing. He's not in every game. He's not uh and it's also play-ins. Play-ins meta is usually a different a different beast
0: from uh once you get into the yeah.
3: groups the, or knockout stages.
0: The other thing I wanted to touch on, I kind of already briefly mentioned eighty carries as a class and role are not allowed to get overly weak. The last yeah. time eighty carries were bad enough that mages started being the correct way to play bot lane, as opposed to a viable alternative, which is where they usually hover unless eighty carries are actually strong, um, they immediately made changes because it made eighty carries really unhappy as a class. Those players you, don't Request. want to play those champions. Yes, Reckless is a prime example. <laughs> yep. If you follow Bench the pro scene, himself. Reckless literally benched himself because he didn't yeah. want to play mages. Um, I mean...
1: He could have just taken Bwippo's spot and gone Lucian Top.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right. Perfect. With that, this has been episode 403 of the Four Wards Podcast. I've been Jack Soman. For Crush you, for Slushy Otter, and for Free Shooter. Have a great night.
1: Bye-bye! Bye-bye.
0: That was an
3: S-tier meme drop. Well done. <laughs> Bye-bye! That was so good. <laughs>
1: I'm glad you guys liked it. I, that was off the cuff, by the way. That was thought of in that moment. I'm like, I have to say it.
0: Thanks for listening to the Four Awards Podcast, part of the Trinity Force Network. If you'd like to leave questions or feedback for the crew, send us an email at Four Awards at TrinityForcePodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Four awards Podcast with the number four. Finally, you can also find us at Four com. If you'd like to check out all the other great podcasts that are part of the network, head on over to trinityforcenetwork.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next time with more ways to help you move forward in League.